Greetings, greetings, man and woman of God. Thank you all for tuning in tonight to Before the Throne when we meet the King Prayer Line. I want to be sure and I want to thank you all for stopping by and coming to fellowship with you all tonight in sweet communion. Um, before we get into the word of encouragement from the word of God, I like to go before the throne of God. Lord, I want to thank you for this moment. I want to thank you, God, for this opportunity and this time that you allow myself and every person under the sound of my voice to come before you again. I want to thank you for all the things that you have done today, how you kept us along the way. You brought us back home safe and sound, our families. You kept us all week long, and we want to thank you, God, for how you've been faithful and consistent and persistent, God. Lord, we love you, and we appreciate you for everything that you're doing. No one can do what you do. You are God all by yourself. And, God, we just give you the glory and honor and praise on this evening. We magnify your name, and we glorify you because you are God. And we just say thank you. Thank you for your sweet presence. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercy. Yes, God, thank you for your peace in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, I want to ask you right now to forgive me for sins of omission and commission, knowing and unknowing things I may have said, done, thought, partake, engage in a sin that did not please you, that did not glorify that that did grief your spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. I ask you, Father, to search me, O oh God, and know my thoughts. God, I give you the permission and access, God, to unfold, uproot, God, anything that's not like you in me, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask that you anoint my mind, God, with your precious blood, God, in the name of Jesus, as my mind submit unto your will and your will alone, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood over my thoughts, and I bring my mind under the sub- subjection to the Holy Spirit. I ask you, Father, to uproot anything in my heart chamber, God, anything that has been hidden that is not of you. I give you access to uproot it and expose it in the name of Jesus Christ. And, Father, Lord, if it's your will, grant me a new heart, not a renewed one, not a clean one, not an um, old one, but a new heart and a right spirit in the name of Jesus Christ, that my mind and my heart will be in one accord with your will and your will alone, that it will, it will penetrate through all areas of my life that it will it will it will fact in every corners of my life that it will just um spread into every area of my life in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I invite you in. Holy Spirit, I invite you in. Holy Spirit, I invite you in. Thank you for coming on in. Father give this day, this moment, and this opportunity to you again. I ask that you cover the words and everything that I have to say, God, that I decrease so you may increase, that they hear you and not me. Speak through me, that you may get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. It's in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. So, um,
Um, I want to just say good evening to everyone once again. Um, as I was preparing myself to come forth and bring a word of encouragement to the body of Christ, I was asking the Lord what to talk about tonight. And this topic been on my desk for at least two months, and I've been before the Lord in prayer when to release this um this topic that I'm going to be talking about tonight. And just a little bit before everyone was in worship experience, um, I, I, I couldn't understand why God had allowed me to wake, waited this time to bring it forth. Um, I had went through much warfare um, to, before I was able to bring forth this message. Um, and I know it's time for me to deliver it tonight. Um, I am going to take my time um, bringing forth the message because I want to make sure that every hearer that's under the sound of my voice or those that will go and listen to it later on will get the understanding and the clarity of what God has released unto me Um I'm going to go forth with the um, scriptures, and once I am done, I will be releasing the title. Amen? So the first scripture we're going to go forth tonight is 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, A and P. 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, A and P. First John chapter four, verses one through six. A and P. The subtitle says, "Testing the spirits." Beloved, do not believe every spirit, speaking through a self-proclaimed prophet. Instead, test the spirit to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets and teachers have gone out into the world. By this you know and recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledge and confess the facts that Jesus Christ has actually come in the flesh as a man is from God. God is its source. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus and knowledge that he has come in the flesh, but would deny any of the son, son's true nature is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard in the coming and is now already in the world. Verse 4, little children, believers, and dear ones, you are of God, and you belong to him, and have already overcome them, the agent of the Antichrist, because he who is in you is greater than he, Satan, who is in the world of sinful mankind. They who teach twisted doctrine are of the world and belong to it. Therefore, speak from the viewpoint of the world, which is in moral freedom and baseless theories. 
demanding complying with their opinions and ridicules of values and upright and the gullible ones of the world. Listen closely and pay attention to them. Verse 6, we who teach thy word are from God, energized by the Holy Spirit, and whoever knows God through personal experience, listen to us and have a deeper understanding of him. Whoever is not of God does not listen to us. By this we know without any doubt the spirit of truth is motivated by God, and the spirit of error is motivated by Satan. Amen. The next scripture we're going to go to tonight is 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Translation will be A&P Classic. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, and the translation is A&P Classic. Study and be eager and do your utmost to present yourself to God approval, approved it, test by trial, a workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightly handling skinful teaching the word of truth. Amen. Okay. <clears throat> the next scripture we're going to go to tonight will be Revelation chapter 2. Revelation chapter 2, and it's verses 12 to 17 in the New Living Translation, which is the NLT. Revelation chapter 2, verses 12 through 17. And that is the NLT, which is the New Living Translation. The message to the church in Pergrimonim, and I apologize for the lack of pronouncing the word. Write this letter to the angels of the church in Pergrimonim. This is the message from the one with the sharp two-edged sword. I know that you live in the city where Satan has his throne, yet you have remained loyal to me. You refuse to deny me even when Animus, Antipas, my faithful, faithful witness, was mortal among you there in Satan's city. But I have a few complaints against you. You tolerate some among you who teach. Teaching is like that of Baal, who showed Bach how to trip up the people of Israel, and he taught them to sin by eating food offering to idols and by committing sexual sin. In a similar way, you have some Nicholas among you who follow the same teaching. 
repent of your sins, comma, or I will come to you suddenly and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Verse 17, anyone with an ear to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the church. To everyone who is victorious, I will give some of the mammoth that has been hidden away in heaven, and I will give to each one a white stone, and on the stone will be graved a new name that no one understand except the one who receive it. Amen. Revelation 2, verses 12 to 17, NLT. The next scripture we're going to tonight is Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter 26 and verses 14 to 21. 14 to 21. And I'm coming from the NLT translation as well. And it said, you, uh, you, I apologize for pronouncing this name, Uzal provided the entire army with a shield and spear, helmet, coat of mail, bow, a sling stone. And he built structure on the walls of Jerusalem. He designed by experts to protect those who shot arrows and squirrel launched stones from the tower and the corners of the wall. His frame spread far and wide, for the Lord gave him marvelous help, and he became very powerful. Use our sin and punishment. Verse 16, but when he had become powerful, he also became proud, which led to his downfall. He sinned against the Lord and his gods by entering the sanctuary of the Lord temple and personally burned incense on the incense altar. As a ride, the high priest went in after him with 80 other priests of the Lord, all brave men. They confronted King Uzziah and said, it is not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord. That is the work of the priests alone. But the descendants of Aaron who are set aside for this work, get out of the sanctuary, for you have sinned. The Lord God will not honor you for this. Uzziah, who was holding an incense burned burner, became furious, but as he was standing there, raged at the, the priest before the incense altar in the Lord's temple. Leprosy suddenly broke out on his forehead when he, when arise the high priest and all the other priests saw the leprosy they rushed him out and the king himself was eager to get out because the lord had strike him so king Uzziah had leprosy until the day he died 
he lived in isolation in a separate house, for he was excluded from the temple of the Lord. His son Jahan was put in charge of the royal palace, and he governed the people of the land. Amen. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. So I want to give you some definitions. I want to do exactly the way God gave it to me. So the first definition I want to talk about tonight is error, E-R-R-O-R. Is an act that thought ignorant, defiantly, or ex- accident depart from or fail to achieve what should be done. I'm going to read it again. Error is an act that throw through ignorance, deficiency, or actually depart from or fail to achieve what should be done. That's the definition of error. The word error in Greek means fault, mistake, boops, slip up. That's in Greek. In Hebrew, it means mistake, blunt, fault, slip up. And in English, it means mistake. Which way you look, which way you look on, look on the word error, whether in Greek, Hebrew, or English, it means mistake. Was it? What is error in the Bible? Inadequate, a wrong action, or inaction caused by bad judgment, ignorant, or inattention. In the believer concept, it strays from the truth. Though we fall to walk obedient in the truth already received or not. And that's why I use Second Timothy 2 and 5 where we're supposed to rightly divide the word. So when we, we're supposed to study to show ourselves approved. So when you're reading the word, you're supposed to take your time and read it line per line and get the understanding. You don't just go face value of what you read. You need to have the um, spirit of the Holy Spirit to unction you. So sometimes when you're studying the word, you may have to take a definition out, um, not definition, um, a dictionary, I should say, out as you study in the word so you don't just read it off of what you're saying. Because sometimes you can say, okay, let's say God's saying um, 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 loving, love. You don't want to just say, oh, love just means this. You want to know exactly what the word means. You don't want to assume for what you you think, you want to know exactly what you're reading, because in in that mist you could be walking in error. So this is why when you study in the word, you cannot rush studying the word. And it goes in Second Timothy two and fifteen when we was reading it earlier. Of um, Timothy is said it, and I want to read it again. And I'm going to take my time because this is how God gave it to me. Um, It says, study and do your best to present yourself to God. Approve a workman, test by trial, 
will have no reason to be ashamed. Accurately, handily, and skillfully teach the word of truth. So that means that when you read in the word of God, you got to take your time. And then there's another scripture in the Bible, I believe it is, Isaiah 28 and 11, verses 10 and 11, where it says, line per line, precept by precept meaning that you got to take your time. Sometimes people want to read the whole thing and give a general statement. No, you want to take your time. Regardless if you've been reading the Bible for years, you still want to take your time because as you read it, God is doing new things in us, and we are progressing as a body. So you don't never want to say, oh, I read this already. I already know the, ta- the, the subtitle. I, you always want to go, come in with expectancy, to get something from God, no matter how often you read the word. I hear you, Holy Spirit. So, therefore, you want to continually to come to him as a little child. So when you're reading the word, you want to continue to take step by step so God can digest, so you can digest the word effectively. So it could be, it could be able to stay in you. And not come out, not come come out from you, because sometimes we could read, and you know, like the Bible says in James, um, this is a sidebar scripture. James, um, one when it talks about you look at yourself in the mirror and you walk away, and you forget. You want to make sure when you studying the word to show yourself approved that it stays in you, regardless if you have the word with you, it's already in you. So when you open your mouth to speak or declare the word of God, it comes out like a two-edged sword. So now you can declare it because it's already in you. But if you're not staying to study the word effectively, it cannot, bring, it cannot produce what God wants to produce within you. Amen? So um, the difference between error and mistake is Mistake is a human action that deviates from the expected or the, or the best outcome. While error refines to define of, from accuracy or correctness regardless of the cause. So, so the difference between error and mistake is the human action that derails from the expecting or the best outcome. While error refers to diversification of the accuracy or correction, so that is the difference with the being error and a mistake. Okay. All right, that's one. Okay. So my subtitle tonight is "It was a mistake, but now I know the truth." And then I have a subtitle. It says, Error is defeated and truth rise among us. I'm going to say it again. It was a mistake, but now I know the truth. Error is defeated and the truth rise among us. Amen? Okay. So... So when we look at our, our, our main scripture comes tonight from 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 to 6. Verse 6 in the AMP is our, sub, our main 
verse and everything else come behind it. It says, I'm going to read verse 6 again. Who, um, we who teach God's word are from God, energized by the Holy Spirit. Whoever knows God through personal experience, listen to us and has a deeper understanding of him. Whoever is not of God does not listen to us. By this, we know without any doubt the spirit of truth motivated by God and the spirit of error motivated by Satan. Amen. May the blessing read in the word of the Lord. So when we look at um, the text, we look at Revelation um, chapter 12, um, chapter 2, verse 12 to 17, is talking about the spirit of error. Spirit of error been been wrapping around the world for a while. So the spirit of error and it's the spirit of truth. And you got to be careful, men and women of God, because we could operate in spirit of error um, um, ignorantly and unintentionally. And this is why I was saying we need to take our time reading the word and we need to take time to process and digest the word effectively because we can be in the spirit of error, especially those that teach the word, especially those that, um, you know, minister the word to other people. This is why I really encourage people when, you, when you're ministering or you're teaching to take your time because the word of God, you know, as you continue to minister, God's going to move through you, but you got to slow down because you're releasing the information to the people of God especially when you're teaching new people and people that don't know of God. So you can't rush that through. Amen. So when we look at um, 2nd Revelation 2 and 12, it talks about um, in the spirit of error. And it also talks about, um, talk about the spirit of error in Revelation 2 and verse 12 and 17 through 17, and it talks about it was a church that was written that the Lord had the individual that wrote um, Revelation 2 that, um, you know, to, to be mindful, to be careful what they're doing. And, you know, he gave the message pretty much saying that um, they had to be mindful of what they was listening to and who they were following. And they had to be careful of the teaching. And this is why I was encouraging us to be mindful of when we read in the word, studying the word to take your time. Because, you know, you have some people that would say, like, let's say, like I said earlier, love. They would say, oh, love is this and that. But what is the word of God saying? You can't go off what you're saying. You got to go off what the word of God saying. Coming up with something from you is not actually if it's come if it's not from the word. You need to make sure that it's lined up with the word of God, especially if you're teaching it to someone else. You don't want to just assume. You want to make sure you give actual things. Because sometimes we can hear something, and we go off an assumption. What we hear is what it is, and 
We don't want to be, we could be in the spirit of error. It's so, it's very um, subtle how you could go into error. You know what I mean? Even though when people minister, like I said earlier, they could say scriptures that may not even be in the Bible. This is why I encourage a lot of people, especially when we're on the call, especially when people are doing different things, you need to write down the scriptures and go back and check. You just never go off of just what a person is ministering off of you. You need to go back and check for yourself because we are accountable for our own salvation. Amen? So that's what it talks about in um, Revelation chapter 12, chapter 2, verses 12 and 17. Then we go into talking about, um, you know, in Revelation there was a gentleman, Nicodemus, and he said, you know, he follows certain type of doctrine. So, you know what I mean? He thought that if he just, if, if he made, you know, sin, he could just confess and continue to do what he want to do. And that it would have just took him to heaven. So pretty much he was in fully, like, investing, really, really took time in what he was doing. And that's what they talk about, too, in Revelation chapter 2, between uh, verses 15 and 16. Okay. <clears throat> now, um, there's two major spirits that operate over the world, the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. The spirit of truth is liberating you from the spirit of error. This is why John 8, 32 says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So when, when God brings truth to you, it brings clarity and insight. So therefore, this is why we need to take our time, men and women of God, of reading the word, right? Um, the spirit of error will make a believer indulge in things that's not of God, which is sin. Anything that's going to separate you from the will of God, it's not of God, okay? But you got to make sure that you, you, you kind of line up with the word of God. And this is why I'm keeping bringing the word again. You got to make sure you take time to line up with the word of God. Because everything that we need to know is in the word of God. And if we spend time in prayer, if we take time in fasting, and we take time in reading, the Holy Spirit is going to help you. Because that's what God gave us when we got saved. We had a special gift of the Holy Spirit. And he's going to equip you as you allow him to do so. Amen. So now we look at Second Chronicles 26, um, verse 14. Talk about a story. A man who was a great king in Israel was prone to, he was prone with the spirit of error. This is a, another example of the spirit of error. This was a king that started very well, very intelligent, very creative. He was the first in Israel to construct machines for war, and he introduced it at the time of mechanic firm form with good, you know, with good, with good, thing, with good attention. Then when the spirit of error got a hold of him, his heart was lifted up to be destructive. He, he made the greatest mistake of his life, when he stepped into the office of the priest to burn instant. And the spirit of error could come also with pride. You got to know your limit. A lot of times, you know, 
we think like we'll, we'll, we'll disrespect men and women of God officers. Talk down. You got to be careful. I, I, I say this. God is very, um, he's very detailed, and we got to be careful how we do things. Just because you don't see God move right then doesn't mean that he don't move, that he don't hear us. We, we got to be careful, and we got to make sure we stay in reverence to whoever God, you know, like um, have you under leadership-wise and stuff like that because we could fall into error very quick. Because when, when God honored the individual he puts in office, that's the old, he ordained, he honored that office. You don't want to go against speaking off that office. So when this king stepped in the place where he was supposed to, God dealt with him because he was disobedient. And that was a place, a spirit of error. You know what I mean? So therefore, right then, back then, they talked about leprosy. The leprosy came suddenly on him. So we got to be careful, men and women of God, whoever you may be under leadership. You may not understand why that person has that office or walking in, but you want to respect those things because God did it. You want to respect it. And a lot of us at times, we could be doing it and not realizing it, but we got to be careful because what grieves God, what hurts God is not a good thing. So in this story, he stepped into a place that he shouldn't, and he started doing, trying to do things like the, like the priest. And we know that it was the Levites that was the only one that was allowed in to did to burn the offering, burn the um, incense. So he was out of order. And to, even when the priests came to tell him, he was still trying to stand in his strong, and right there, leprosy took over him. So we got to be mindful, men and women of God, to not cross over in that spirit of error. Error is both of the mind and the spirit. I'm going to say it again. Error is both of the mind and the spirit. Sometimes our mind said, just because we can't, you know, the Bible says the natural man cannot comprehend the things of the spirit. You know what I mean? Sometimes we could say, oh, because it don't make sense, so it's not right. No, you need to go back into praying to God and ask him for understanding. Just because it don't make sense to you doesn't mean it's not of God. You need to, you need to go seek God for insight and ask God for clarity or whoever's bringing you the, giving, you the, giving you the situation. You need to ask him for understanding. But don't dismiss it. Don't say, oh, I don't know what, you, know what they're talking about. I don't know what she's talking about. You want to respect because God is a God of order. You know what I'm saying? So we, we got to be mindful, men and women of God, of being careful not to fall into error. This is why we have to renew our mind daily. Amen? The Spirit leads men to make um, erroneous judgment and decision, which eventually leads to failure, calamity in your life, and many losses, like your job, your life, your relationship, your integrity, even position because of the spirit of error. So I want to leave with you guys with this. I want to challenge you all to go back and ask God if there's any area in your life or that you have walked in the spirit of error. 
seeking God for deliverance through the Holy Spirit. Reading the Word of God and digesting it in your spirit, man. The devil will try to renew the covenant, but remember we have the power in our tongues to break all evil covenants. So that's my challenge to you all tonight, right? We don't want to be like that king. We don't want to be like the um, gentleman in Revelation. We want to be able to honor God. And we want to ask God, if I have any spirit of error in me, Lord, I'm giving you permission in the name of Jesus to up it out and teach me how to walk in the spirit of truth. Because what does the word of God says in John 8, 32? The truth will set you free. So I just encourage you all tonight, men and women of God, in your private time to go back before the Lord and ask the Lord to reveal if there's any area, if there's any area in your life that you operate in the spirit of error. Amen. May God bless you all and thank you.